The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next on Life Today, Pastor Jack Graham discusses his concern for the downward spiral of our society and how Christians should be responding. We have gotten used to the darkness. It's when you go in one of these restaurants you go into now, and you know, you can't see, and, but finally your eyes adjust uh, and, and, and you, you can actually read the menu. And in many ways, Christians have, have adjusted to the darkness around us. I'm so glad you saw Betty. I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of leaning in. I'm James Robinson. This is Betty. I'm, I'm just, I'm leaning in. I'm just kind of, you know, I'm excited to talk to you because we've got someone here uh, that has the heart of a shepherd because he is a shepherd. It's got nothing to do with four-legged sheep. It also is a man that expresses the, uh, the father's heart, God's heart. I'm so glad to have Jack Graham today to say to you as the American people and people around the world who long for freedom to prevail, where you are, where we are, and in the world, you are praying for somebody to give you wisdom. Well, Jack Graham, I believe, is going to help us today as a shepherd. Would you welcome Jack Graham to life today? Okay, Jack. Robbie, Robbie Zacharias says that we are one touch away now from the impact of the Roman road, 24 hours a day on the web. See, people can watch us right now who would watch us on a television screen, and they do all around the world, but they can also just click on the web. They can go to stream, stream.org, mm -hmm. and, and we're talking. As a pastor, how long have you pastored? 45 years. If you could talk to the whole church <clears throat> in light of the times, and if, if the United States and people who have some concept of freedom, or at least a desire for it, what are the important things you would want the mm. church to hear right now in light of the conditions? Sure. Well, first of all, don't be surprised that we're where we are, mm. because Jesus plainly told us, the scripture tells us that in the last days, dangerous times are going to come. Deception will be very powerful. Satan will have uh, a grip on human hearts, and, and we're told many, many times about the signs of the times and the end times, and it will grow increasingly worse. So in that sense, we should not be surprised that we find ourselves in where we are, just the encroaching darkness and deception and all that uh, is predicted, prophesied in the Bible. Um, but that's the good news of that is that we can be lights in this darkness. And that's what God's called us to, to do in Romans 12, overcome evil with good. And I would say that in spite of the, the, the terrors around us, literally uh, terrorists on the loose and, and, and the world uh, about to implode. I mean, I don't know how late it is in terms of the prophetic clock and, and, the, and the end of days as we have known them. But, you know, I feel like we're in the bottom of the ninth. I'm an old baseball player. We're in the bottom of the ninth, and there are two outs, and we got two strikes. I don't know how many strikes we've got left. But now's the time for the church of Jesus Christ to unite and ignite, 
to unite together in the name of Jesus, uh, putting aside, it's not that we don't have our distinctives and, and our doctrinal uh, distinctives that we care about, but that we put aside peripheral things to unite for the cause of the kingdom, to proclaim the gospel in our generation. And, and that we ask God, cry out to God, these are desperate days, for revival. Now, in one sense, I like to think that revival has come in the sense that the reviver is in us. The Holy Spirit, Jesus, is alive in us. Mm -hmm. So in one sense, for revival to come, God's people just need to start doing what God's already told us to do, to pray and witness and live holy lives in an, in, in an, in an unholy world and, and to obey God in that way. And if we do, then our light is going, going to shine. The reviver is here. The reviver has come. But we've sinned and we've broken God's commandments, so we need to get right with God and, and renew our faith and restore uh, the impact and the power of the Holy Spirit who's in us. Everything inside of me, Jack, in light of the times, in no way says it's time to give up and get out. No. I think the two of us are saying continually, let's stand up, no longer cover up, don't seek comfort, let's pierce the darkness, and let's do it together as a family. You and I are great advocates for getting Christians to recognize they have distinctives and differences, and that's not a problem. We don't need to divorce one another and divide and be destroyed. We need to stand together. Love one another. In a total commitment, absolutely, and love the people that call themselves our enemies. We just don't get in bed with them. Mm. We don't join them, but we mm -hmm. love them. Mm -hmm. Now, I want, I want to ask you about this, because I feel like our nation's in trouble. And it's very clear throughout the prophets that when we move away from God and we disregard Him, we cast it aside, the consequences of doing that are horrific. There's nothing attractive about it. And He says that our sins separate us from the blessings and the benefits that God freely waits to pour out on us like the rain. Here's, here's something I want you to respond to. Your hands, this is Isaiah 59, it's a major prophet. Your hands are defiled with blood your fingers with iniquity, your lips have spoken falsehood, you trust confusion and speak lies, your feet run to evil and again hasten to shed innocent blood. You don't know the way of peace within and peace here in the land. Has our spilling innocent blood, the helpless, Yep. The millions we've terminated in the wombs of what should be the safest place on the planet. Mm -hmm. Has that separated us from the blessings of God? And if a candidate, now we're facing a major election this year. It's real important. If a candidate, if a party, if representatives commit not only to tolerate the shedding of blood, but defend it and demand that it be totally available and approved. Mm -hmm. Is that something that should concern the church enough to say, I cannot, will not support that? Should that say to any representative, to any candidate, we have to change? I hear the prophet saying, stop shedding innocent blood. Stop spreading the lies. Pastor, what should the church in America do? Uh, well, when you start with nearly 60 million babies aborted in our generation, this has been on our watch since 1970, it's been legalized in America and then around the world, millions more. When you see uh, a nation reject God as we have, secularism, meaning life without God, just a totally secular life, 
uh, is becoming a way of life in America. And if you speak against it now, they're trying to tell us that's against the yeah, law. And, and thus need for religious freedom. And, and we all can tell stories. We're already seeing it. Opposition is rising. We know there's a growing, uh, if not hatred, in some quarters a hatred, certainly just a despising mm -hmm. of uh, the values, the biblical values that we love and hold dear. Uh, when, when you see a nation like that, and, and for the sake of start with God's glory and then uh, for, for the sake of the future of this country with our children, our grandchildren, I'm a grandfather now, as you are, and uh, I, I, I don't want our children, our grandchildren to look back and say, why didn't they do something? Why, why didn't they try? Why did they give up? How can we possibly give up? How did we step out of the out of the battle? And and, and how can, how can we, how can we give the enemy this victory? So we keep fighting. We and we've got spiritual tools to fight with. We've got the gospel. We've got prayer. We've got the church. And a part of that strategy is the church to unite and to express its voice in America, in, in spite of in, in spite of the fact that we're being more and more limited in what we can say, we still do have freedom well, of speech. They say we're being limited, but I don't think we should be. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I'm, we should accept the limitation it's, it's of our speech or our message as representatives of truth and of the Word of God. No question about it. And so when, when I, what I encourage Prestonwood people to do, and therefore people who will listen to me, watch me on PowerPoint, our radio and television ministry, is, look, you, you, you vote your convictions. We're, we care about issues. I don't, I don't think one time in my life as a Christian, and, and every Christian should vote, I, it upsets me when I hear some Christians saying today, well, I'm just going to sit mm -hmm. this election out. I don't like either of the candidates. I don't like this. I don't like that. I'm out. Just count me out. We'll get to 2020 in May. It, it'll be too late in 2020 if we fool around. But they are voting opinion. by not voting. And of course, but there are three principles that I'm going to vote uh, coming up in this election, because I always vote principles, not people, mm -hmm. persons, not party, mm -hmm. uh, not, 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 not even my pocketbook. The economy is important. You know, America and restoring America in the future for the impoverished and a lot of, that's important. But we really don't vote our pocketbook. We vote our principles. We, we, we vote. Well, your principles determine your economic security. No question about it. Because if you violate it. those principles at freedom and, that's what and we the have free in America market today, economy of course. is over, yeah. you're done. But the Supreme Court, uh, the, the next president of the United States, just in the national election, the next president is going to appoint one, two, three, maybe four Supreme Court justices. We'll determine the five people that can totally direct this nation and our future. That's correct. Five people. And uh, therefore, I mean, I, you just can't vote for a person who is going to eliminate life in the womb. You just can't. Yeah. And so the Supreme Court will shape the future uh, constitutional interpretation of the nation and all the rest. Then, of course, there's sanctity of life that we've talked about. Yeah, but so, marriage. What about the attack on, and, and on the marriage? The of first marriage, institution the God established. Of marriage. Redefinition and then religious of it. freedom. I mean, mm -hmm. you, 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 we must vote for someone who will stand for our freedom as religious people. And that includes the people who choose not to believe, of course. But, but to, to allow us, uh, we have the right already but without repercussion to speak God's word and speak God's truth without hindrance. Let me just say looking in, I think there's a difference in being affected by evil. We all are, right? But when you are sold out to evil, there's a vast difference. It appears we've got certain practices and processes in certain political platforms 
that are sold out to evil, not just to the preservation of it, but promoting the practices of evil. Would mm -hmm. you agree with that? I totally agree so, so with that. So we totally stand against Now, we know all of us are weak, but we don't have to be sold out to wickedness. Mm -hmm. We're affected by wickedness and its influence, but if you join, we've missed the mark. You and I know we have because we know we've got a standard that shows us there's a mark to miss and to get back to. Mm -hmm. Right now, we've got people living in adultery. We've got living people shacked up together, so to speak, living in sexual immorality who will be sitting in our churches. They're doing these things. They're wrong. It's wrong. We've got people hooked on all kinds of addictive substances and practices, and they're there. It's wrong. Here's the thing I wish people would understand. They're doing it, but they know they're missing the standard, and they know what they must do if they're going to do what God says about repentance and a relationship, right? Mm -hmm. We now have a movement. We've got confused people about sexuality. We've got people who are, who are addicted to very compulsive behavior or what we would call even unhealthy or even unnatural attractions. Biblically, it says. And they are, they're drawn there. They're confused. They're hurting. They're trapped. They're attracted. It's no longer satisfactory to say, I've got a struggle. I've got a battle. I'm missing the mark. We've got to eradicate the mark. We've got to remove the standard. Mm -hmm. We've got to cast it down and change it into a lie. Mm -hmm. And God says, when you do that, you're going to be given over to the total control of such actions. It'd be just like the people who suddenly say, adultery is terrific. Uh, immorality among the heterosexual is great. You just turn license loose for anything mm -hmm. that is right in your own eyes, right? So there's no standard. See, the real issue to me is not that we miss the mark. It's we move the mark. Yeah. Or erase the mark. Erase the mark. And then we find ourselves totally controlled. And the end of Romans chapter 1, not just the, the ugliness of what happens when you forsake God, but you can't even think straight. You have a reprobate mind, and get this, Jack, because this is what happens in our elections now, but don't you dare say anything about it, or you will lose your tax exemption. Mm -hmm. You hear me? Yeah, lots of threats. That's there. Mm -hmm. We not only do it, but we give hearty approval to those who do it. Our nation, our courts, our Supreme Court, media, our legislators, our media has given hearty approval to it. And I say the church stands up and says no more and stop the nonsense. Am I making any sense? Sure, I, absolutely. Just... Yeah, you are. And, and, and that's a prophetic voice. That, that's, that's a heart cry enough for revival. Enough is enough. Yeah, it's a heart cry for revival and, and restitution, Can restoration. Can I still come to your church? Oh, yeah, any day. Uh, <laughs> anytime, twice on Sunday. Uh, but... Uh, Look, here's one of the problems with the church and Christians. We have gotten used to the darkness. Yeah. It's when you go in one of these restaurants you go into now, and you know, you can't see, and, but finally your eyes adjust, uh, and, and, and you, you can actually read the menu. You, you, your eyes adjust to the darkness. And in many ways, Christians have, have adjusted to the darkness around us. And we're, we're compromised at many levels. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and when we're compromised, we're not bold because we, we have uh, we've sold out. Mm -hmm. And so it's time for the, for the church. And, and to me, it's got to start with pastors and church leaders who, who are willing 
to, to take that stand, to boldly stand in front of their people with truth and grace. I mean, Jesus came with truth and grace and, 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 and we're not going to, we're, we're not going to be just shaking our fist at people, but we're going to opening our hearts and opening our hands. Because when you talked about, I mean, the world's our mission field. Sure. The people right. that are confused, we the, don't make fun of them. We want to help they, them. They are broken. And, and look, the world doesn't like care ours. about them. The world is just using people. America will be great again when we're humble again. That's right. When we're repentant again. Right. Yes. When, when we seek God again, that's when we'll be great again. Jack, thank you. Would you say thanks to Jack Graham for being here with us? Let, let me just say to uh, every one of you watching right now, Jack Graham has got a tremendous book. It's in the bookstores. It's called Angels. The last question, why does it matter? Big, this is a fantastic book. Get it, get it for your friends. The stream is in the bookstores. This is five years of praying. And I think delivering the heart of a shepherd, I think really the heart of not just a father, but I think in many ways the father for you to know how do we navigate in these days? Why do things matter? How do we address them? And what would correction look like? The chapters are one and a half to three and a half pages long. And I deal with every area of concern that, that you are confronted with or that you care about or should care about and, and would be glad to send it to you. Jack, here's what we're doing right now. We're drilling water wells. We've drilled over 5,000. Right now, we're in the process of drilling 500 more wells, and we've got to add a drilling rig at $380,000. This is big. I want you to look and listen. I want you to listen to someone who understands loss. Tammy Trent lost her husband. She knows what that feels like, and now she's with people that are losing their children, and all they need, think about this now, listen, all they need is a fresh cup of clean water. Watch closely. This is absolutely um, horrible um, to think that this is his only source of water. Um, I watch child after child come in this little pool of water and dip their precious little cup and drink this water. It's horrific. My heart aches to know that they struggle every single day to survive, but they have nothing else that they can do. This is it. This is their only source of water. So if they don't even dip in to take a drink of this, they won't survive. This water brings death but we are on a mission to bring life and not just a quick fix, but something that will change this community for generations to come. We can change this for them. We could come in here with a drill. We could drill them a water well. Won't you partner with Life Outreach today? Together, I believe that we can make a huge impact into this community. Together, we can make the difference. Tammy, God bless you, sweetheart. You've been such a missionary. And I'll never look at you that don't know how painful it was in water to lose your husband to water by drowning and to watch how you've gone all over the world to put the arms of God's love around people who have lost their loved ones. I want to thank you, Tammy. And I, I saw that child with that dirty water and the little face down. And Betty, I know that has to move you 
when you know how easily we can get water here, and you know we've got clean water, and yet people oftentimes buy bottled water, try to take it another step. Whether it's the taste or whatever, I, I don't know, but if we've got access to it, they don't. That's right. And we can give them As the I access. watched that little girl drink that dirty water, I just had kind of a sinking feeling in my, in my stomach and in my heart. I thought, no, honey, please, it's going gonna, it's gonna to kill you. But what do they do? That's all the water they've got. They have to drink it just to survive a little while. But we, we don't have to watch that happen. We can do something about it. We can get the water wells, the clean water that, that those parents, those mothers would so desire for their children. They'd rather give them the clean water than them have to go to that dirty, infected source. Let's join together. We can do that. We've done it before. We can do it again. Well, Betty, we've drilled 5,000 wells because of people you just talked to. Now, some of you have helped us. You've helped over the years. You've helped us drill many, perhaps. Some of you actually tell me that one of the great highlights of your year is that you pray and you've been able to give a well every year. Some of you say, James, we give a well every time you ask. And Betty and I prayed back when they were $3,600. We said, God, would you let us be able to drill a well every time there's the need? We didn't realize that it was going to be so great that we'd be drilling wells a second time or a third time. But Betty and I have always been able to see that prayer answered. Why? Because it was deep in our heart. Because we were praying as though it was our own child, our own family, knowing how important it is. So I know you care. Now, here's the thing I want you to understand. Not everybody, most people can't drill a well. They don't have $4,800. But if you do, I believe you're going to do it. I believe your heart's going to leap to do it. And you're going to say, God, thank you. I can do this. Let me do even more. I believe you feel that way. If you can give a part of a well and pray for others to join you, 1,200 and say, Lord, raise up three more. It can do 1,200. We got a well. 2,400, Lord, let somebody match this. We got a well. Most comes, however, from $48 gifts, $144 gifts. You say, why do you mention that number? Well, $144, 30 people water the rest of their life. That's how it breaks out. $48, 10 people. There's a level at which you can join. In other words, there's something you can do. You say, maybe I could just give even less. How about just a cup of water? How significant is that? Whatever God's impressing you to do, do it, please, right now. If you want to help us, please keep this in mind. We're drilling 500 wells in almost 20 different countries. But we have one other huge prayer need, and we need a miracle, and I believe we'll have it. We've got to have another drilling rig. That's what the missionaries tell us. $380,000. Could you give part of that? Could you be one of 380? Say, I'll give 1,000. Could you be one of them? Could you give 10,000? I don't know what you can do, but ask God, Father, show each person, this is in my heart, it's on your heart, I'll do it. Lord, give them that attitude. Would you right now just simply heed what God's put in your heart? If you'll go to lifetoday.org, take your bank card, use it like a check, just like if you were shopping, and please dial the phone number if you need prayer or if you say, I am going to send a gift, I want to give it on my bank card or I'm mailing it, make the check to life, but tell us you're sending it. We have to know. We have to know we can order the drilling rig, we can pay for it, it'll be delivered. We'll be able to tell the missionaries, drill the wells. Would you do that? We have some gifts to send you. We will gladly send you in addition to the book stream and the other gifts if you help us at any gift and you want Dr. Jack Graham's book on angels, ask for it. We'll send it to you just to say thank you and bless you 
and it will. Thank you for giving. Thank you for blessing others. Every day, children are forced to make a dreadful choice. Drink polluted water filled with deadly disease or die from thirst. No child should ever be faced with this decision. The good news is there is a solution. Mission Water for Life is one of the most proven demonstrations of God's love today. Suffering can end because clean water changes everything. With your gift today, you can help drill 500 water wells in remote villages in over 15 different nations. Your gift of $24 will help provide clean water for five people. A gift of $48 will help provide for 10 and $144 will help provide fresh water for 30 people for a lifetime. Additionally, just over $378,000 is needed to replace an old and failing drilling rig in Africa. Please consider an additional gift of $100 or more to get a desperately needed new rig in place as soon as possible. With your gift, we'll send you The Stream, a powerful new book by James Robison that charts a clear path for your personal revival and a spiritual revolution. With your gift of $100 or more, please request the Promises of God coffee mugs. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well. And you may request our Majesty Bronze Sculpture. Please call, write, or make your gift online. You know, to be able to give a cup of water in Jesus' name because people like you gave this well where the children are coming to get water, but these children have got clean water because someone like you provided a well and we need to drill them all over the world. We've targeted some areas now. If you will go to the telephone and simply dial the number, it's a lifeline. Make the very best gift you can today, please. If you could give a well, give a well. But whatever you can do, it'll go together with other gifts and enable us to drill another well like this. I know that in your heart, uh, be determined, by the way, if you've got a busy, don't let that keep you from giving. I'm going to give water in Jesus' name. We're going to share water for life and tell them about the water of life. We're sending you the cups that you're going to love, the mugs, the uh, Promises of God mugs. The book, The Stream, I believe gives understanding of the times. And it was really not only from my heart to you, the church, and to the nation and lovers of freedom. I think it was from the heart of God. And I know it was from the heart of Betty because she prayed me through all of it. Angels, I think, is a gift from God in a day when we need comfort. One of the things I've told Joel Osteen, and he began to rise right after 9-11, and a lot of people were beating him up, saying, you don't do enough. But you see, I love him. I love him like family. I said, Joel, right now our nation is hurting and they need hope. And I think you probably give people as much hope as anybody, but don't you be distracted. But always be ready to be willing to hear and go beyond any boundary you've heard at one point in your life. And he's always so loving and kind, but I really believe he was like an angelic voice and us is for so many, Jack, right now giving them hope. You agree with that? People but, desperately need hope. And angels do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, they yeah. are an incredible source of comfort in announcing good news. Mm -hmm. Thank you. We'll send you the book. You, you just say, Could, would you send it to me if I just help give a cup of water? You got it. We will. And it is in the bookstores. Tell your friends about it. Let's say thanks to Pastor Jack Grant. Jack, thank My you. My pleasure. Thanks for praying for me. Thanks, and I know we stand together against the forces that are there trying to destroy freedom. Thank you for watching. Thanks for supporting and praying for us. Let's pray for our great awakening together.
He said, I'm not just, I'm not beating the air. This is the target. That is where I am going to fight my battle. Beth Moore, tomorrow. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.